Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you solve those do-it-yourself dilemmas, the number is one money pit And even if you're not a do-it-yourselfer, we're here to help you make the right choices so you can hire folks to get the jobs done that you need doing around your house. And most importantly, to stop you do-it-yourselfers from coming do-it-to-yourselfers <laughs> by making the right choices, the right materials, the right products. Just call us first, please. And ask us your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit, and we will do our best to get you started off on the right foot. Speaking of which, you know what's just a foot? It's the holiday season, Leslie. It's here I can't already. Even believe it. A couple of weeks. We were already starting to talk about our Thanksgiving plans. You know, before you know it, we're going to have the turkey in the oven. The pie is also going to be right close behind it. And that means that many of us will be planning for overnight visitors. So this hour, I think we're going to share some tips on how to make those guests feel welcome and their stay very comfortable, but of course not too comfortable. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You don't want want them them to stay stay forever. (laughs) Well, and you know, it's funny, we host Thanksgiving in our house, so we have like 20-something people in our teeny tiny house where the table sort of spills over then into the living room, and it's just this crazy scene. So from today until actual Thanksgiving, I'm going to be thinking about what I'm cooking, who's sitting where, where are all the kids going to sit, who's going to fight with who. Man, let the holiday season begin, folks. All right, also for you guys this hour, you know, the new EPA rules for removing lead paint might actually affect you if you own a home that was built before. For 1978, especially if this holiday season means that you're having some renovations that are handled by a contractor. So we're going to tell you what your contractor must know before he starts the job. This way you know what to ask and you need to know what paperwork he's got to have in just a few minutes. Plus, before you seal yourself in your vault for the winter, you might want to think about what's inside the air in the house that you are breathing. I mean, you're going to be dealing with pollen, pet dander, and dust mites. That can be very harmful to your health. So you want to make sure that you are breathing healthy air all season long. We're going to have some tips on how you can do just that. And, of course, this hour on the Money Pit, we've got a great prize to give away. We're actually giving away something that is brand spanking new, and you might even be getting your hands on it before it hits the shelves. We've got the DeWalt 12-volt max screwdriver kit. And it really, you might be the first person. It is just getting into the store shelves right now. It's super designed. It's gorgeous. It packs a lot of punch, and you could be the first to have it. Yeah, and I love the fact that it comes with three built-in LED lights that makes it super bright, so you can actually see where you're using the new DeWalt 12-volt max screwdriver. Very, very cool product. Worth $139. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question, their do-it-yourself dilemma. Pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Tina in Illinois needs some help with a painting project. What can we do for you today? Hi. I just wanted to know, I previously had some mold on an area. We had that professionally treated, and the mold has not come back. 
but now the paint is cracking off of that area. Is there any special treatment I need to use before I paint that again? Well, if you have cracked paint, the reason that probably happened is because that wall was damp, and that would also be what supported the mold growth. So you do need to get rid of the loose, cracked paint. If you leave it there, no matter what you put on top of it, even if you prime it, it won't stick, and the cracking will come through. So is this a situation where you can scrape off the loose paint, Tina? Yes, I can. Okay, so you need to get rid of that loose paint. And then I want you to wash the wall down with a damp solution of trisodium phosphate TSP. That will clean it real well, and then you want to prime it and use a good quality primer. And if you do that, then you can top coat it with a latex uh, wall coat after that, and you should be good to go. But just make sure that you get rid of that bad paint, because you can't put good paint over bad paint, or you'll have good bad paint, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yes, okay, thank you. You're welcome, Tina. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Tom in South Carolina is calling in with a roofing question. What can we do for you? The house that we have has a flat roof on it, and the the roof is a membrane roof that my dad had put on about 30 years ago, long, long before he passed away. Wow. And it's it's doing great, no leaks or anything, but I want to know how do I keep it in good shape? I don't have any idea what to do with it. Well, I mean, I think your dad must have done a heck of a good job if that is still a 30-year-old roof that doesn't have any leaks. The one thing that I would say is that you want to keep debris off of it because if you get a lot of debris that sits on top of it, that can cause a shortened roof life. And the second thing is that one one product you can apply to this is a paint called fibrous aluminum paint. It's like a silver paint. And what that does is that keeps the radiant heat down to a minimum because it reflects it off of the roof surface. That's kind of like what they put on mobile homes, like they call it cool seal. Is that what you mean? Or... Is that something different? It's a little bit like that. It's called fibrous aluminum, and it's designed to stick to to stick to a flat roof material. And again, it reflects the sunlight and makes it last a lot longer. Okay. But I think you're doing good. Well, great. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and I enjoy your show. I listen to it every week. Well, thanks, Tom, and we appreciate you calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, with just a few short weeks to go to the big Thanksgiving holiday, is your kitchen ready? We can help you make sure that your oven doesn't go kablooey at the least special moment of the holiday meal. Give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We'll help you get your Money Pit in tip-top shape at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Speaking of tip-top shape, there's nothing like visitors planning on showing up to help you get the motivation together to get your Money Pit in good shape, especially if you're planning for overnight visitors. We've got some tips on how you can make them feel at home in your home after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We will do our utmost to answer your home improvement question. Plus, toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because this hour we're giving away a fantastic prize. It's the DeWalt 12-volt max screwdriver kit worth $139. Had a chance to check this out recently. And I got to tell you, we were super impressed. Beautiful tool. Very powerful. Very well balanced. And it has three LED lights at the tip, which means it'll light up any project that you need to do in your house. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's the perfect tool to use if you're going about winterizing your home this season. For example, you can use it for small projects like, you know, mounting a fire extinguisher or a smoke detector or a carbon monoxide detector. There's so many things you can do with it. So really think about those projects and get to it. The kit includes the 12 volt max along with two batteries, a charger, bit, tip, belt hook, and a contractor bag. Going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question. Question at one eight 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 Money Pit. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call because we'd love to hear what you're working on. And maybe you're getting your money pit ready for the holiday season. You know, it is just a few short weeks away. My goodness. And if you're preparing for guests, you want to make things easier for you and your guests. And a great mattress set really is a great way to welcome visitors into your home. Of course, you run the risk of having a too comfortable bed and then they'll never want to leave. But if that's not in your budget right now or you feel like what you've got in your guest space is good enough, you can add one of those foam egg crates. You know, you've always had one in your college dorm. You can get them at any bed bath center. You can also get a fairly inexpensive feather bed, which is essentially like a a feather blanket that's a little bit more hefty that attaches to the mattress and then you put your sheets over it. Either of those is going to make that guest bed feel fantastic. Now, air mattresses, they work great as well, especially if you don't have a true guest room. I mean, these things can be inflated within moments and suddenly your living room goes from being, you know, party central to now a guest room. So you really want to make sure that you give them a comfy place to sleep, include plenty of pillows, give them an extra blanket or comforter just in case you keep the house cooler than they like. And whether you've got the guest in a private bedroom or they're bunking in the basement, you want to make sure that you provide them with a side table or a cabinet that's, you know, got a reading light on it. maybe some storage space, definitely an alarm clock or clock of some sort, and a bottle of water. You know, make them feel like they're at home. And you're also going to want to clear the decks in the bathroom that your guests are going to be using. So whether it's private or shared, unclutter surfaces, stow away the unnecessary products, and make sure there are plenty of towels and washcloths that are easy to find. It's also a great time to use up all those travel-sized toiletries you've been hanging on to from all your hotel stays in the past. Put them in a small basket with a spare toothbrush or razor, and your guests will feel very at home. For more tips just like that on how to get your house ready for the holidays, head on over to moneypit.com and search on holidays. Holiday guest spaces. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Leslie, who's next? Pat in Texas is calling with a decking question. What can we do for you? Hi. Um, well, I've got, actually, I've got porch on the front and back of my house. they got the length of my house. And they are, my husband refuses to let me paint them. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, I'm, I can use a pressure washer on them to clean them up, but it, they still, they get really looking bad really quickly. And so I was hoping y'all could t- give me an idea on something I could use to clean them, some kind of product I could use to clean them and maybe stain them where it wouldn't be painted, but it would still look better than that bare wood. Sure. I mean, first of all, what are they kind of dirty with now? They have sort of like a mossy, mildewy kind of look to them right well, now? Well, that, but uh, part of the problem is we have dogs. Okay. Um, uh, my husband raises dogs, and we have dogs running around, and, and we live in black clay, and so... You know, it gets dirty. It gets everywhere, yeah. All right, so what you're going to need is a siding wash product. 
You can use OxyClean or you can use Jomax. And you mix these up with bleach. You apply them. You let them sit. You scrub them a little bit and rinse them off. They do a really good job of brightening up raw wood and making it nice and clean. Now, you're going to have to keep the dogs away during this process because you've got to let it dry really, really well. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to add an oil-based primer, and you're going to prime all of those wood surfaces. And on top of that, you can use a solid color stain. And the solid color stain is going to adhere to the primer because that's what primers do. They're the adhesives that make the stains and the finishes stick. But they're going to see the grain come through it. And so it'll have a nice, it'll have a nice look to it, but you'll have plenty of, uh, plenty of stain on there to give you a good color, good solid even color mm-hmm. for long haul. A nice adhesion, and it's going to be very durable. It'll be okay, a lot easier to maintain. That's good. Yeah. And now, that, is there a particular kind of uh, primer I need to get? Yeah, I would stay in the same family. So it depends on what type of uh, exterior stain you choose, but I would stay within the same manufacturing family. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's great. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Pat. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. George in Pennsylvania is calling in with an interesting project. George, you live in an old church? I uh, live in a building that used to be a church. That is correct. Wow. Very cool. How old is the building? Uh, the building was built in 1894. That sounds very, very cool. So you've got a lot of uh, home improvements to uh, tackle with that place, don't you? I have not been, uh, I have not been lacking of things to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, which one can we help you with? Okay. Uh, the bell tower, which is still there, and the bell is still there, and the roof over the bell tower is kind of an octagonal uh, framed structure with right. uh, shingled roofing, and two of the panels are just basically rotting away from Okay. You know, years of use, uh, misuse rather, or, or yeah. neglect. And uh, I, I'm wondering how the best way to repair this. Okay, well, I mean, first you've got to get up there, and, and uh, short of divine intervention, my friend, you're going to need a cherry picker. Uh, because it's unless you can figure out a way to build scaffold to get on up there, you need to be really at the roof level to work on this. Okay. So have you thought about how you're going to get up uh, up there? Well, I, I can get up to uh, the, the roof actually has like an attic space, if you will. Over top of the bell, there's a trap door that goes up. Okay. Uh, and you can kind of get up into that attic space, sort of. And then what I was trying to figure out was a way to, from the inside, build my framed sections and set them in place and just kind of work my way around. I don't know. All right, so is the framing rotted as well as the, yeah. uh, say, the roof sheathing? Yeah, the, jack, the decking uh, pieces, it's really flat. Uh, they've kind of uh, gotten in disrepair from weatherization. All right, what about, the, what about the, joy, the, the rafters? I think they're reasonably intact. Okay, well then, I mean, basically what you have to do is take this apart from the outside. You can't really do it from inside, but you'd pull this, the, sh- these, the shingles off. You'd go down to the roof sheathing. You'd pull that off, and you're going to have to install new pieces of sheathing and then re-shingle it from there on up. So it's pretty much the same as doing a regular roof, except, you know, 10 times more complicated because it's <laughs> up in the top of the bell tower, and right. also it happens to be eight-sided. So it's a little more tricky, but you do it the same way. So there's nothing that you have to worry about pre-building. I mean, today, if you take a good lithium-ion powered circ saw up there and the right materials, you can do it all in place. Okay. What I would do, though, is I would make sure that you get really good underlayment under there. I mean, you're going to find that if you cover that entire tower with something like a Grace Ice and Water Shield, which is pretty flexible, and you'll really create like a roof under a roof with this, 
that's what I would do. I wouldn't just rely simply on the shingles themselves. I would probably put like an ice and water shield membrane under everything. You, then you can put the shingles on over that. That'll give you a really good seal. You won't have to do this again for 30 or 40 years. I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you might get your way. All right, George. Sounds like a very cool house. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dina in California, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi. I've got some uh, citrus trees. Uh, one very large Eureka lemma, lemon and two Myers, two Meyer lemons, okay. um, as well as a miniature orange tree. And for the first time in the last year or so here in Northern California, we're getting uh, freezing temperatures that last for two, three, four nights in a row. I've gotten freeze cloth and used that in the past, but now at least the Eureka is way too tall to be doing that. It's probably 15 feet high. Mm -hmm. So my question is, um, well, one is kind of about, about trimming and pruning. Should I just be topping it off to keep it smaller so I can use the freeze cloth? Or is there another product you could recommend that I can use instead of? Well, when it comes to pruning... You don't want to prune too late in the season because when you do prune them and you get new growth, that's when the tree is its most vulnerable. So don't prune too late in the season. If you know this weather is coming, just hold off and wait till the spring. You know, let it sort of be hardy as you go into the cooler weather. Okay. All right. So I won't do any pruning. Um, anything besides freeze cloth that you would recommend? Many experts actually recommend that you use electric lighting as a source of potential additional oh. heat when you have a freeze that's pending. So it could be anything from a spotlight to Christmas lights or anything of that nature to add additional heat to the, to the tree. The other thing that you want to do is maintain the soil moisture. It's very important that the tree is kept moist. Uh, if it's not, it will not radi radiate as much heat uh, into uh, the atmosphere at night. So you want to make sure that you keep up on your watering. And also, you, it's a good idea to sometimes spray the tree with water. Yeah, if you're a expecting a hard freeze, because what happens is the the water sort of pours over the fruit as it freezes overnight. And a lot of the professional citrus growers down in Florida will run those sprinklers all night knowing that this freeze is coming. So when the freeze happens, it almost forms like an ice protector around each piece of fruit, sort of protecting the fruit and protecting the tree. But I mean, some of the experts say that once you've had an orange or a lemon tree in the ground three years... You really don't need to try to protect it too much. That They become pretty hardy at that point. Oh, well, that's good because this is probably the third or fourth year, and they're quite large and very prolific. I, I don't have much in the way of lemons on the Eureka on any of them really right now. We've pretty much picked them all. So, But it's just a lot of green, and in past years, it's it's gotten like frostbit on the outer mm -hmm. edges. Yep. And um, we ended up cutting it off in the spring, so maybe I should just let it see what happens and trim it in the spring. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up, lead paint is a serious threat to your health and especially the health of your kids. Now, the EPA has a new set of rules that will help make removal of the lead paint safer. You want to make sure that you and your contractor know what these rules are. So this old house general contractor, Tom Silva, will be joining us after the break to explain. And today's This Old House segment is brought to you by Tree Wax, all natural hardwood floor cleaner since 1935. Tree Wax products have set the standard for quality floor care with a line of waxes, sealers, and cleaning products. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888 Money Pit. 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now at one 888 Pit with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We are here to help. You can also visit moneypit.com for our project picks this month. We've got a job for every weekend. So if you're sitting around thinking, gee, I got nothing to do this weekend. I wonder what I could do for my house. <laughs> we can fill it up. We can help you out. Just go to moneypit.com and check out the weekend project section. Keith in Pennsylvania is dealing with a leak. Tell us about it. I have a uh, about an 18-year-old home, colonial home, that has a precast uh, stair, I guess you call them steps, to go into the basement that are pretty typical in m- many homes that have basements. And I guess when they install those, they have a pre, uh, they have a seal that's installed from the manufacturer. So what I believe is that, that over those 18 years, that may have deteriorated, and we, now we have a leak that goes in the basement. It's not... Um, major, but we get a, the last rain that came down very, very, very hard within uh, maybe like eight hours. We got about 10 gallons of water. It just comes from a small area at the bottom of the precast stairs at the foundation. I just want to know how to remedy, remedy that. I have started to dig out from the exterior, but that's seven feet that I have to dig to get to the bottom. And I'm thinking either should I have an excavator come in and dig out that area to get to the bottom of the the steps, or should I seal from the inside? I think you're working way too hard, my friend. Hmm. This, this is like a th- yeah. This is a situation that whenever you say that it happens consistent with rainfall, that you can deal with at the top of the surface, not the bottom. It's not like you're going to make it float. You know what I mean? So what I want you to do is to look at two things. Number one. Track the drainage of water off the roof to make sure that you're not dumping any water in and around that foundation. If you are, extend the downspouts well past it. Even if you have to use overground downspouts, get it out four to six feet past the area that's leaking. And the second thing is take a look at the slope at the foundation perimeter and make sure that it's all sloping away from the walls. So away from the well, away from the walls. If you need to add more soil, do not add, uh, f- do not add topsoil. Add clean fill dirt, because you can pack that kind of dirt down really well, and it's not as organic. Then you can put a little grass on top of that, or, or stone, or mulch. But those two things of maintaining that water around the outside, make sure the water moves around from the house, away from the house, that'll stop the leak. So you don't have to dig down and try to try to uh, patch it that way. So a fill dirt, like maybe a, like a, this, is like a. Not a topsoil, it's a... Clean fill, yeah. Like It kind of looks like a, like a baseball pitcher's mound. It's usually okay. brown and rich like that, and it tamps and packs really well. Okay, so not, but not topsoil, you were saying? Not topsoil. Topsoil is very organic. It's like laying sponges around the house. Okay, all right. Sounds like a good plan to me, and I'll give that a shot. Well, if you have an older home, you probably have lead paint on your walls somewhere under all those layers. If you ever decide to renovate, you'll need to safely remediate that paint. That's right. And if you have a contractor involved in that renovation, a new law requires that they be certified in lead safe practices. Here to tell us about more is our favorite contractor, Tom Silva, the general contractor for TV's This Old House. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you. It's nice to be here. And Tom, this is a law that's aimed at contractors, but the techniques it teaches really 
should be followed by homeowners doing their own work. Absolutely. Lead paint can be dangerous, especially for kids younger than six years old. Uh, It can affect their central nervous system. A lot of people think that uh, kids get lead poisoning by eating the lead paint chips. Well, you can, but usually they get it by lead dust. So if you've got a renovation project going on around your house and you're sanding the woodwork or you're ripping trim out or changing a window, the dust in the air can get into their system very easily. So what is the new program and how is it going to make us all that much safer? Well, the new program is RRP, Renovate, Repair, and Painting. So that means that uh, me as a contractor have to be certified in any work that I do in your house if the house is older than 1978. And I as a contractor have to assume that your house built prior to 1978 has lead in it and I have to test for it. Now that's interesting. So you are you going to test, or you just assume that you have it? Oh, you have to assume, and you have to test. If it doesn't, so you're doing have both. It, yeah, doing both. Got yeah. it. So if Got it doesn't it. have, if it doesn't have lead, then uh, I'm fine. I just make a, re- a record of it, and I have to keep that record for three years. So this has been quite a change to businesses like yours. You've had to get your entire team certified in this new program, correct? Well, I have to have lead guys in each one of my teams have to be certified, and then during the process, those lead guys can teach the other guys, how to do it, but they are not certified and they can't stay on that job by themselves. Mm -hmm. Got it. So the certified guy has to be there for the checklist at the end. And it's really basically how you contain the area, protect the area, protect yourself and protect the homeowner and the tools that you use. Now, is there sort of a a minimum amount of square footage that requires this process to begin, or is it strictly any project of any size? Uh, No, there is a minimum. On the inside, it's six square feet of wall space or room space per room on 20 square feet of wall space or area space on the exterior. Now, that's not very much. I mean, six square feet is... uh Three yeah, by that's two? That's like changing a bathroom mirror almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exactly. not a whole lot of space. No, no. You can eat up that six square feet real quick. Now, are there special tools that uh, pros need to have because of this law? Well, special tools, I think the big ticket item that comes to mind right off the top of my head is a HEPAVAC. Okay, and that's a high-efficiency particulate vacuum. Yep, with a particular filter system, and that vac cannot emit any dust into the air, and that, that filter system protects it, uh, protects you in the air. But the way you dress, the, the, the clothes that you have to wear, the gloves that you have to don on, the masks, a certain type of mask. You can't go and use a painter's mask. You use a, a HEPA-rated mask around your mouth. Uh, so there are a lot of rules and regulations. You have to vacuum yourself off when you leave oh, wow. the room. You have to protect the room and the surroundings. Tape everything off. A lot of plastic, a lot of tape, a lot of suits, a lot of masks. Now, now. It, it almost sounds like a homeowner's dream because you wish that all of your contractors were this neat. <laughs> now you're being required to be this neat well, uh, yeah, for, yeah. Some, for some good reasons. But this has got to add to the cost. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does add to the cost. And I, and you know, when I took the course, they said, well, you know, the average cost should probably be anywhere from 150 to $250. And I've been doing it for a while now. I've been certified for a couple of months. And uh, I think that they're a little light on the number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, you could spend that much in extra masking tape. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Masking tape and plastic. But, you know, it's important. Absolutely. It's important. So as a homeowner, I mean, this really should be part of my vocabulary when I'm interviewing potential contractors for my home, right? Absolutely. And as a contractor and you live in that house, I have to give you paperwork that you have to read and sign. 
And when we first established the rule, you could, as a homeowner, opt out of it and say, well, no, that's all right. I don't want to do it. You can just do whatever you have to do. without. You can't do that anymore. Well, there's a lot to follow. There's a lot of requirements. But let's face it, it's done for all the right reasons, and it's definitely going to protect homeowners and especially our children. Tom Silva, general contractor for TV's This Old House. Thanks for filling us in on the new law and stopping by the Money Pit. It's my pleasure. For more tips, you can visit thisoldhouse.com. And you can watch Tommy and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And This Old House is brought to you by GMC. GMC, we are professional grade. Up next, are you an allergy sufferer and do you suffer in the winter? Well, you bet. Pet dander and dust mites can bring on allergic reactions, especially in cooler weather when the windows are shut tight. That's why we're going to tell you what you can do to breathe cleaner air after this. You live in a body pit. The Money Fit is brought to you by Noritz. Get an Energy Star qualified Noritz tankless gas water heater installed in your home and save up to 40% on your water heating costs. Visit lovemyhotwater.com and never worry about running out of hot water again. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT because we're going to give you the answer to your home improvement question. Whatever you're working on, whatever the problem is, we're going to give you a hand to get that job done right. But... We could possibly be giving you something a little bit better than just an answer. One lucky person who gets their question answered on the air could win the DeWalt 12-volt Max Screwdriver Kit. It's worth 139 bucks. You can use it pretty much for any and every project in your home where you need to loosen, tighten, screw something together, attach something. You name it, it can do it. And the coolest thing is it's got these three LED lights right at the head of the screwdriver itself. So that if you're working under the sink or in a dark corner or trying to hold a flashlight in your mouth to see what you're doing you don't have to do that anymore and the kit includes batteries a charger a bit tip belt hook and a contractor bag so call us right now for your chance to win one 888 888-666-3974 well you might think that winter is when allergy sufferers actually catch a break but think again when you close the windows, you shut the allergens inside like pet dander, pollen, and dust mites and trap them right in there with the air that you breathe. In fact, the experts at Train say that one of the most common home allergens, dust mites, can lurk in bedding, upholstery, and almost any other soft material. And it can generate very irritating waste particles that can become airborne and make you basically miserable. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Your home furnishings, that's also a great hiding spot for dust, smoke, and a ton of other allergens that are just going to bother you. Now, furniture can also release potentially harmful pollutants that come from the processing plant where they're made or the manufacturing process, I should say. But there is a solution. We don't want to get you too scared. There's actually something that you can do about it. And Train Clean Effects, what it does is it cleans the air by removing those particles and the allergens that you don't want to be breathing in, including bacteria, mold spores, smoke, pollen, even pet dander. And in fact, it's the industry's most effective whole house air filtration system. It's capable of removing up to 99.98% of particles and allergens, which is going to keep you breathing a whole heck of a lot easier. Yeah, it's a very effective system. In fact, the train clean effects 
is actually eight times more effective than even the best HEPA filters out there and about 100 times more effective than the standard one-inch fiberglass filters that so many folks use. If you want more tips on how to make sure the air inside your house gets clean, you can learn more at www.train.com. That's T-R-A-N-E.com. Or pick up the phone and call us with your indoor air quality question or any other question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Bob in Missouri is working on a project in the bathroom. How can we help you with that? Well, uh, I've got a toilet that I just can't seem to get it tightened down to the floor real well. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't leak, but uh, about once a week I've got to straighten it back out because it's a little cockeyed. <laughs> and every time I try to tighten it, it seems like it's not doing anything. I mean, it's possible at this point, especially since it's something that it seems like you've been working on for a little while now, that perhaps at this point those bolts are stripped, which uh, means they're not going to tighten at all. They're just going to keep spinning and spinning because they're not grabbing onto anything. So what we would recommend is, you know, taking out those old bolts, finding out the size, the length, the diameter, everything, and bringing them over to the home center and getting some new bolts. You can go ahead and make sure you turn off the water, disassemble those bolts, pull the toilet off of the floor, replace that wax seal. You know, as long as you're doing some work, you might as well make sure it's, you know, nice and tightened up. Replace that wax seal and then reattach the toilet to the floor using those new bolts. But make sure, you know, it seems like you're really anxious to get this guy really plumbed down to the ground. You know, don't over tighten them because one turn too many and you're going to crack that porcelain and, you know, you're going to need a whole new commode. Okay, so basically just snug them down good. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You don't want, don't overdo it. If you think you need an extra turn, stop. Okay. Uh, thank you guys very much. It's been been a big help. You're welcome, Bob. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. Up next, plumbing problems are not that difficult to fix if you know where they are. We're going to tell you about a technology that can help you identify breaks in your pipes, even if those breaks are underground. After this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch, professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Choose the brand that pros trust most. Bostitch, available at Lowe's and other retailers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And our Facebook page is almost complete. There's one thing missing, just one thing, and that's your face on our page. (laughs) So why not fan the Money Pit? You can do that from your cell phone. All you got to do is text those words, fan the Money Pit, to FBook at 32665. You'll be instantly added as a fan. All right. And while you're snooping around on the Internet, you can email us your question, just like Kevin did, who writes, I have a slow-running kitchen drain. Last time it completely plugged up, I had the Roto-Rooter guy come and fix it. He detected mud on his equipment and thought we had a cracked pipe under the basement floor. How do I locate the exact location of the break so I don't have to raise the entire basement floor? Is there a pipelining that could work? I'm surprised the Roto-Rooter guy didn't recommend that. Because they kind of were the leading people with that. They kind of perfected it, yeah. I mean, first of all, if you're trying to find a break uh, in a pipe, you use a a drain camera for that. Basically, it's a camera on the end of a hose that gets sort of wound through the sewer pipe. And it actually is pretty bright. You can see the hole inside of the pipe. And when you come across the break, it's pretty crystal clear. So then the question becomes, well, how do we repair that or replace it? And there's a couple of ways to do it. Now, 
If the pipe's completely accessible, sure, you can dig, dig down and trench it out, you know, basically pull it out, put a new one in. That's sort of the traditional repair method and probably the least expensive. But what do you do if that pipe runs under sidewalks or under buildings or around pools or places like that where you don't want to mess with it? Well, there are two ways to do this that are trenched less. One is called pipe bursting and one is called pipe relining. Now, with pipe bursting, essentially there's a machine that pulls the new pipe through the old pipe and sort of breaks the old pipe out of the way while it happens. And the advantage there, of course, is that you don't need to dig up your whole yard. And the other way, which requires no digging at all, is pipe relining. And that's pretty interesting because what they do is drag what kind of looks like a fiberglass sock of sorts through the old pipe. And then they expand it, and it ends up being an epoxy lining that basically relines the inside of the old pipe. So either way will give you, uh, effectively, a new pipe. Uh, without tearing up your entire yard. But the first step is the, is the uh, camera inspection, because this way you'll know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. And that'll save you a whole mess of things going on around the property. All right, Brew, uh, Bert sorry, from Delaware writes, the valleys on our asphalt roof were made by overlapping the shingles, and they are now leaking. The roof is about 20 years old. Is there a liquid-proof coating that you can recommend that we can make temporary repairs with until the roof can be replaced? No. Also, do you recommend <laughs> using metal in the valleys? I feel like whatever you put in there, other than like a, a membrane or some sort of proper flashing, is just going to leak and leak and leak. Yeah. So I'm guessing that the leak is in the valleys. And it's if that's be. if that's the case, I would simply replace the valley. You know, you can tear out the valley and redo the valley. You can't just put any kind of tar on top of it. Frankly, there's too many nooks and crannies and the expansion and contraction is just gonna kill you if you use any kind of a of a of a tar patching compound. So I would just replace the valley. That's the temporary repair. Except that this repair could last you a couple of years and you know, maybe you'll have more cash in the pocket by then it'll be easier to replace the roof. Now what about using a metal flashing to sort of get underneath the shingles that are in the valley to kind of make that repair? Can you do that? Well, you can. I mean, basically, there's three ways to do a valley with roofs. You can you can weave the shingles one on top of another. And the second thing that you can do is you can use a uh, roll roofing time kind of material and make the valley out of that. Or you could use metal flashing. All of these are viable alternatives. Um, and that's what I would do is I would simply replace that valley itself. And then you can put off replacing the entire roof for, for another couple of years. All right, Bert, that sounds like the best solution. It'll give you an extra two years before you need to make that major roof repair. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we've given you some great tips and ideas on how to take care of your home and especially ways to get it ready for the pending holidays. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.